to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you have chosen us, you have selected us as special people to gather us together. We are grateful. We are thankful for this great privilege. And Lord, we ask that you give us of your spirit to lead us, to guide us, and to teach us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Clap your hands together for the Lord and please see them. And why don't you clap for the brother? You are becoming a solo artist properly. Really solo to play and to play. What a blessing. That's beautiful. Wonderful. Keep going. The Lord will anoint you for Amen. great things. Amen. 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 There's the mustard seed, and you will see how it can grow if I you love it. add Amen. in it, and you do it with a mind that you are honoring God and you are blessing God. That is all you need, and then He will magnify it. Amen. So even if people don't clap for you, don't worry. As long as your heart is to please the Lord, God will increase you and Amen. he will perfect you. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, we want to continue with our series of messages on backsliding. Preach. Talking about backsliding for some time. And um, I hope you are being blessed from the message. I hope you are learning from the message. We are preaching from the book Backsliding by our prophet, Bishop Dagwood Mills. It says, Backsliding, develop your staying power. Say, I am developing my staying power. I am developing my staying power. Amen. 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 Wonderful. That is what we are doing. You know, um, I'm not sure how many of you um, did your quiet time with um, Bishop's um, quiet time today, but I I felt that it was um, a great highlight um, on what we are sharing or what we have been sharing. I'm not sure if you you caught the the spirit and the revelation of that message, or you have stopped even looking at that. You don't do your quiet time. Someone sends you also something to use because I've seen that many people used to respond, amen, and they make a comment how, you know, it has, you know, something that they have learned from it, some comment. And I thought it was fruitful that, you know, you receive some revelation and you make a comment and you say, amen. And just saying, amen, personally, it doesn't mean anything except that, you know, something that, you, you, you learn from it. You, just one word, you know, some comment, you know. But, you know, amen, thank you, Pastor T. 
you know, in <laughs> that some of you have stopped doing it. They have stopped. It means that you are tired. This thing, it has been going on all this pandemic and all this. And in fact, we are tired. Tired. Forgive. Is that is that the case? At all. Or you just don't appreciate him anymore. That is why you don't say amen. Thank you. Forgive. We, we, you realize we have all night prayer meetings and all of you go to sleep. And at 6 a.m., some of you, 7 a.m., when you wake up, you expect it to be there. You expect it that it should be there. How do you think someone has to function to get these things done? And you don't appreciate it. Now, you don't even respond. You don't even acknowledge it. You don't, you know, hey, Christians. Uh, right. that it, it will levit, Leviticus and Nehemiah. <laughs> have mercy on us. <laughs> but I felt that um, today's um, quiet time was a great highlight on what we are sharing. You know, uh, I think it brought out the relevance of sharing a basic message like this one. You know, um, I think the scripture was from Matthew chapter 12 and I think verse 43 to 45 45. and it was talking about the return of the unclean spirit spirit. the return of the unclean spirit that when a man is cleansed from unclean spirits and the unclean spirits leave him his heart is like swept, cleansed, polished and then unclean spirit goes around and goes through dry places and can't find rest. And then he says to himself, you see, and surprisingly, you know, one of the things that jumped at me was go, go back to 43. Yes, go back to 43. He says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, you know, so it means that every, there's some particular unclean spirit in every person. True. You see, that is hunting wow. you. Wow. That is looking. It's not some general unclean spirit. That are, it says the unclean spirit. To say the means you are pointing a particular person or particular thing. Definitely. And then he says, when the unclean spirit, now I'm sharing with you that when you read the scriptures and you don't meditate on the scriptures, you will not learn anything from the scripture. You understand? God will never speak to you if you read a scripture casual. True. I think I just pointed something out to you right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house. So that the unclean spirit is dwelling in you and has called you, that particular spirit, your house. He says, that's my house. He says, I will return into my house from whence I came out. So the unclean spirit that has left you Always is thinking of you as my house. Mm. So when 
the unclean spirit is going through dry places, you are a target to return. You are the last resort, always. Like a landlady returning for rent. Yes. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So it means that whatever sin that troubles you, whatever spirit that troubles you, that by the grace of God you have gotten rid of, it is not gone completely. It is always thinking of you and making attempt to come back, to attack you, to enter into you, to make you do the same thing. And that is backsliding. That is going back to your vomit. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It says, and when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself not one, not two, not three, seven other spirits, not like him. So you thought perhaps stealing was your problem. What is coming back for lack of filling the emptiness? It's not just stealing, but deadlier things than stealing. Perhaps robbing that you go with arms to kill. Murder. Murder. They are all coming. Are you, are you listening? Yes. And when they come back, they enter in. They are able to enter in and dwell there because it's empty, it's garnished. Mm. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even mm. so, shall it also be unto this wicked generation. Then the scripture, the memory verse that was added was John chapter 8, verse 32. John chapter 8 and verse 32. It says, and ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. You see? So it explains why many people are in church but are never delivered from demonic strongholds. They are never delivered. They are temporarily looking well and looking okay. That is why many Christians change. Many Christians change because when you are delivered... And you don't fill yourself with truth because Jesus is giving a great revelation here that what sets a person free is the truth. So we pray for you, Bishop was sharing in our quiet time, that hands are laid on you. You go for deliverance. You have gone for deliverance and oil has been poured on you. You have been delivered. I mean, you have falling under the anointing, deliverance. You see sometimes manifestation of demons leaving a person. And then that same person comes back again. And the same thing happens. Mm. Because when you pray, when you speak Jesus into a person, demons leave the person. You understand? But what will permanently keep the demons away, Jesus says, is the truth. You need to be taught the truth. You need to hear the truth. Do you understand? And so he was giving the classic example of our backsliding symptoms, as such as looking backward. 
if you did your quiet time, go and do it again. And then maybe this time pay attention what you are reading and not just fulfill righteousness. I did my quiet time. Then you'll go and have your breakfast without guilt. You see? Because BFBF. And BNB, no breakfast, yeah. no Bible, no breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> so now, God, you can say that. <laughs> the Bible, I have. Then you are fully enjoying, spend more time on a breakfast than you did for the back quiet time. It is sausage with, <laughs> with confidence. Are you listening? Yes. <laughs> so many Christians, they are never rid of the fundamental strongholds of the demons. And mm. so you see that Christians are strong, good, powerful, and then they backslide. Mercy. Because the truth doesn't really come into you. You don't mm. receive the truth. Wow. You look backward. Looking back is one of the signs of backsliding. True. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And so many people. Mm. Always the enemy comes back. Many Christians, the enemy always coming back. He always coming back. <laughs> a foothold. Because the foothold, it can only be removed by the truth. It says, and ye shall know the truth. And the truth is what will set you free. The truth mm-hmm. is what will set you free. Not praying over you. Mm-hmm. We can pray over you, the demons will leave. But what mm-hmm. will keep them Away is the truth. And so I felt that this is important message that we are sharing. It gives you the truth. And when you know the truth, the enemy cannot come back. You know that when you, when you keep bad company, you know that keeping bad company is one of the things that will make the enemy come back. Isn't that so? Yes. And now you know. So the one who will take it seriously, you realize that for an old friend who is an alcoholic, an old friend who is a politician, an old friend who is um, a womanizer, an old friend who is a thief, an old friend who is this, and so on and so forth, cannot get you back. True. Because you know that this is the thing that will get me back. Hmm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. I like what you're teaching. So how many people think that we should continue sharing what we are sharing? And it is not too basic. It is not too basic. At all. It's not like we've heard it before. Who is that? Not too basic. Okay. And it's not also like we all have the book. We can read it. Hey, who is that? (laughs) Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So we continue talking about symptoms of backsliding. Symptoms. Preach on. Preach on. Backsliding. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we have gone through some few symptoms and um, we want to continue. What is the first symptom of backsliding? Bad company. Bad company. Bad company. It's a sign that you go back to your vomitus, you will return to your vomit like a dog returns to its vomit. Bad company. 
Number two. Looking backwards. Looking backwards. Looking backwards is a symptom that you are going to backslide. When you look backwards, when you miss the things that you used to do. <laughs> when you miss those things, those times. It's called remiss. <laughs> yeah. You're reminiscing of the things that you used to do and remember them with joy and disappointment of oh. where your life is today. It's a sign of someone who is going to go back to that state. What is the next one? Overconfidence. Overconfidence. Don't be overconfident. No one is beyond backsliding. Don't be overconfident. You can easily backslide. You can easily backslide. Don't be overconfident. Number four. Is it number four? Stubbornness. Number four, stubbornness. And uh, number five, I think we are on number five. Yes. Number five, Christian surprises. Uh, Christian surprises. How many of you have been surprised by some Christian behavior before? Almost everyone has been surprised one way or the other by a Christian. It's a, it's a bomb. <laughs> How many of you have heard a statement? You say you are a Christian. Look at what you are doing. How many of you have heard that before? Or you have said that before? Or somebody has said that to you before? Let me see. So not, no of these categories apply to you. You have not heard it before. Someone has not said it to you. And you have not said it to someone before. What a shock. Who is, who is that? I have experienced it. I have seen it. I have heard it. And it's... So Christian surprises are real things. They are surprises that are unique to the Christian experience. Okay. Amen. Amen. Surprises. I mean, the world is full of surprises. People do outrageous things and very surprising things, but there are certain surprises that are unique to the Christian walk that we don't expect to see them among Christians. Those are surprises. Do you understand? There are, there are many surprising things that you will experience in your walk with God. In the course of your Christian life or Christian walk, there are many surprises that you will experience. Now, unfortunately, some of us Christians get so shocked or so surprised by some of these experiences, by what we mm-hmm. see or what we hear among other Christians, that it actually caused us to fall, to fall mm-hmm. away from the faith. True. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And that is why we are sharing this message. Because Christian surprises can cause you to backslide. True. Amen. Amen. So a person who easily gets surprised by the sins and the mistakes of Christians is someone who is prone to backsliding. Someone who can easily backslide. If you are not mature and you easily get surprised by certain Christian behavior, certain people of certain caliber who sin, you can easily backslide. Keep preaching. Amen. Mm. Amen. You see, most of us are quite naive. 
when we become Christians. True. Many of us are quite naive. And we think of coming to Christ as coming to some type of a perfect world. That mm-hmm. once we happen to be in a church, we have entered a perfect world. So when, for instance, a so-called born-again Christian disappoints us in some bizarre way, we become really amazed. We become really surprised when someone that you call a born-again Christian does certain things, you become very surprised. And we just cannot believe that a Christian can disappoint us in such a way or in such a manner. Amen. Amen. Just believe that a Christian can do something like that. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you have not been taught about Christian surprises, if you have not been taught that Christians really do have such surprises, you can easily backslide. But when you are taught, when you are, these things are pointed out to you, then you look forward to seeing them and you expect that you can see them even in a church. True. When you see them, then you say, ha-ha, this is one of the Christian surprises. <laughs> it cannot move you. Cool. It cannot move cool. you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. If you have not been taught about Christian behavior, certain Christian behavior, or you have not been taught that Christians can also behave in a certain way, Mm. behavior can really surprise you. True. You can really be disappointed to a degree that it can break you Mm. and you can fall. Amen. Amen. That is why God in the Bible has not given us a Bible full of perfect people. Wow. You will realize that the Bible writes about all the sins and all the mistakes of the great people who walk with God. Some of the greatest people who walk with God, God still writes about their sins. Hmm. That when you read, and if such a person was, for instance, your pastor, you probably would have left the church. <laughs> Are you understand what I'm saying with you? Yes. David was your pastor, and you heard that David has actually slept with someone's wife. His associate. And didn't leave it there. His associate's wife. With the love for hey, hey, Mercy. If you heard that your pastor is chasing Irene, forgive me. <laughs> you will leave the church. Hey, what's up? What's up? Come on. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. But God writes these things in the scriptures. Mm. God writes that David was mm. after one of his associates' wives mm. and yes. actually slept with her, had a child with her, mm. and arranged to kill the person's husband. Forgive the associates. He arranged to kill him. So you heard that your pastor committed adultery hey. and then committed murder. Would you come to the church again? No. Yeah, no, no. So, is this not is this... Christian surprises are no. 
people who follow God. Okay. Wow, you are teaching. Are you understand what I'm trying with you? Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord. For the Lord. Wow. Putting people to shame. Amen. Beautiful. Wonderful. So what I'm trying to share with you is that when you are not familiar, when you have not read that in the scriptures, even there is a person who is a real man of God with faith in God who slept with his maid servant. A friend of God. Same house where his wife lives. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. That you need to know these things. You need to know these things. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. That there was a, 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 a man of God who has been chosen by God to lead his people and the woman that he wanted to marry was a prostitute. That is his heart. His, no, no matter what we say, this, the woman that he wanted to marry was a prostitute in town. A well-known prostitute. Everyone knows. In time, that's my heart. Hey, and that's hey. your pastor. Hey, also, <laughs> oh, man of God. <laughs> so when people come to church, you, you you go to church and you expect to meet some of the most loving people that you can mm. ever meet. Mm. Rather, you go and you meet one of the most unfriendly groups of people. Mm. Because we do have such groups in churches. True. A group that is unfriendly, mm. a group that does not allow anyone, doesn't welcome anyone, mm. a group that if you don't speak their language, they don't welcome you. Mm. A group, if you don't behave like them, you don't gossip or talk like them, they don't welcome you. You will experience mm. that kind of group. Sure. Perhaps not in the bronze north. I oh oh, oh. <laughs> oh uh, they, we are there. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> I'm talking about another church. I'm talking oh, about no. our church. You see, advice can make you never want to go to church again. Never mm. enter a church again. Such surprises. Mm. When people come to church, they expect to meet God. True. And the Bible says God is love. Isn't what the Bible says? Yes. God is love. They expect to meet love. In 1 John, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7, the Bible says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. That is in the Bible. And people hear about this. That if you are going to church, that is where you find the most loving wife to marry. If you are going to church, you're going to find one of the most loving guys to marry. Mothers intentionally push their children when they are old. <laughs> Who have never gone to church, never in church before. Now that they are the age to marry, they are pushing them, go to Lighthouse, go to Lighthouse. <laughs> find a loving husband, a gentleman, a, a professional who is a Christian to marry. Mm. You see, so people have a mind to come to church to find the perfects of people. Mm. He said, beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. 
and everyone that loveth is born of God okay. and knoweth God. So you see, mm. if you are born of God, if you are born again, people expect that you know God. Mm. It says, for everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. So when you, are, you say you are born again, you are born of God, it means you have full of love. You are full of love. Mm. That is what the world knows. That is how they come in. True. And he says, he that loveth not, knoweth not God. For mm. God is love. Hallelujah. God is love. And Jesus also taught us in John chapter 13 and verse 34. He says, a new commandment I give unto you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. Do you see? So we are expecting that in church, that is where we love one another. And then the next verse, it says, by this, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. Amen. So people are coming to church and they are expecting that they will find a group Whoa. of people who are full of love. And they come and they find some bitter people, people who are mean, people who will not say hello to you, people who have, they can leave you sitting all by yourself and no one will talk to you. Okay. And if we don't teach you these things, that will be the last day you are coming to church and True. never enter into any church again. And you will say that your co-workers, when you first started a job, the first day you went to work, were among unbelievers, they were even better. People True. ask you, oh, are you just starting? What's your name? What department are you in? And, you know, at the lunchroom, people are meeting you the first time and they are showing you where the refrigerator is, where the microwave, where none of our Christians will show you where the bathroom is. Oh, sister, as you have come, you have the bathroom here where the children go here. This is a, you see people running around bringing their children in the church. They don't know how to behave and no one helps them. Hmm. And no surprisingly, when some Asha just shows up and says, sister, take your child to the, they are angry. <laughs> are you yes. understand what I'm trying with you? Yes. So they don't find that love environment and they can easily leave the church. True. If they don't know about Christian surprises. One of the main things that cause many Christians to fall away is disappointment in Christian leaders. Wow. Disappointment True. among Christian leaders. Mm. That is one of the main things that cause many Christians to backslide. Mm. A great Christian surprise. Mm. Amen. 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 In the book of First and Second Timothy, list so many things. So many, we can't even read them. So many things that pastors or Christian leaders should and shouldn't do. Yeah. Do you understand? It lists so many things that the work of the ministry should not be a filthy locker. That a pastor should be a man of one wife. You know, mm. a pastor should be someone who rules well his own home. You know, so many things that a pastor should do. Mm. Do you see? Now, the fact that the Bible even talks about these things, the fact that the Bible is saying, do this as a minister, 
Don't do this. Do this. Don't do this. The fact that the Bible is talking about it, it means that there's a potential for pastors to do those things. Or not to do. Wow. Wow. Because then, once you become a pastor, then that's it. There's no need for the Bible to say, if you have become a pastor, if you are a man of God, if you are a minister, then don't do this, do this, don't do that, don't do that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. yes. But if the Bible is talking about it, then it means that pastors can do that. Mm. Amen. Amen. It means pastors can have love for money in the ministry. Yeah. I want or two. Pastors can commit fornication. Mm. It means pastors can commit adultery. True. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, right. And some people can get so disappointed. All too often, Christians are so surprised at such behavior coming from the pastor that they have loved and have looked up to for so many years to see that now you can do something like this. It just breaks them and that will be the end of their walk with God. Neurogenic shock. (laughs) You see, some people have had really awful experiences with some great men of God or you have heard some awful things about great men of God Mm. and it has affected your faith. True. It has affected your faith directly or indirectly. Mm. And sometimes when you fall into certain sins, you use that even as a consolation for yourself. (laughs) True or not true? True. true. Uh, Pretty the truth. Look, when a Christian leader falls, it gives many people the ease and the license to do wrong. Mm. When a mm. Christian leader, when a pastor gets divorced, for instance, and you are in the middle of the divorce, it speeds up your process. If you <laughs> and your wife are having some issues and divorced, it speeds up your process. Yeah. You are ready for the pastor. Let's see. When you are being, you are, you, are, you are constantly in a temptation to commit adultery. You see, you are married and you are a, a, a strong Christian. You are trying your best. And each time you go to work, there is this secretary that is disturbing you. And then when she, you, she comes to your office, you, you, when she leaves, you have to pray. You pray. <laughs> <laughs> turn around, do some things, and she leaves, and you pray. And then you hear that the pastor has committed adultery. That's your end. (laughs) I'm teaching you something. Yes. That's your end. Even when pastor's children fall away, Mm. many other children to fall away. True. I'm telling you. But we need to teach even our children Christian surprises. Mm. You see, the enemy knows this. The enemy knows this very well. And he uses it as a great weapon to cause many to fall. That is why mistakes and the sins of pastors are magnified. Mm. 
and they are publicized in the mm. news media so broadly to call many people. You know, the, the news media, they dig into such things. They, they look for such things to find mm. it and publicize it. Publish it, you know, as headline mm-hmm. so that everyone will see it and it causes many people to fall. Many people have sworn to themselves, I will never step into a church ever again because of something that they have seen about a pastor or they have read about another great man of God. They say, if the pastor has done something like this, what is the point of going to church? If the pastor did this, what is the point in doing this? Mm. But you have to understand that pastors are also humans who were just taken from amongst men. Wow. You understand? Yeah. They will remain human and they will always be human even when they are being used powerfully by God. They are always humans. They are yeah, never yeah, transformed yeah. from their humanity into a form of divinity or in deity. They are mm-hmm. always human. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm sharing with you? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5. It says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. This was Paul writing. He says, We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves, your servants for Jesus' sake. That's it. Do you see? He says, we are the servants for Jesus' sake. We are not the Jesus. Are you listening? Then the next verse, he says, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness had shined in our hearts. To give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Are you listening? Yes. But, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have a treasure in earthen vessels. The anointing, it comes in earthen vessels. Earthen vessels are vessels that are made out of the earth. Do you understand? They are not vessels thrown from heaven. They are made. And when you make vessels with earth, they come in all kinds of forms. They come in all kinds of shapes. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, sir. As long as they are made with earthen material, they will come in different forms. That is why when God took the earth and made man, you see there are different kinds of men. They come in different forms, different shapes. Even the perfect Vessel maker, when they make the vessel, have you gone to a place where the porter is making the vessel? Sometimes they come out and they break it. And they have to remake it. 
they are not happy with how it looks because you can't get them all perfectly made. But what is in it is the treasure. Amen. What is inside the vessel is the treasure. The vessel itself, it can break. Mm. It can be remolded. Mm. It can have rough surfaces. Mm. Are you listening to me? Yes, right. Teaching powerfully. It is not the vessel itself that really matters. Mm. But the treasure that is in it. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And God has a reason for putting the treasure in earthen vessels. Mm. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So when you hear a pastor preaching powerfully, it is not him. There is something that is in him. It is God. That is the excellency of the power of God. When you hear a pastor pray for someone and people are healed and prophesying and it's coming to pass, it is not of him. He can't take, it's not of him. It is a treasure that is in him that is causing the excellency of God's power to be made manifest. And God does all of these things for a reason. And the next verse, God gives us the reason. He says, for we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. You see, so the treasure, they get troubled. Mm. The treasure gets troubled. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Look at all the troubles that the vessel goes through. The next verse, verse 9, persecuted but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Trying, just trying. Just trying. So if you are going to look at the perplexity of this vessel that is now falling, you cannot serve God. You cannot serve God. Amen. True. You are preaching. Look, go back to verse 5 in the NLT, the New Living Translation. Let me show you. It says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. At all. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm. And we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. That's mm. all. Mm. That's all. Then, verse 6, it says, for God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. That's it. So that when you wait on God, he will show you something, give you something to go and give to the people. That's it. The pastor is not some superhuman. The pastor has no supernatural supernatural. He's as natural, but there is an anointing that is in him. For God's glory, he says, for God who said, let there be light. That same God has made his, this light shine in the hearts of such people that they know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. And then he says, verse 7, he says, we know, we, say, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay 
clay jars containing this great treasure. Wow. Wow. So people who rise up and say all kinds of things about a pastor and this, a pastor and that, you don't understand the scriptures. Mm. Mm. It says, this makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. True. So when you see that Moses lifts up a rod and you are way back in the crowd, you don't hear what God said to him, but he lifts up a rock, a rod, and the staff, and then past the ocean, you will say, wow, look what he has done. And then when you find that same Moses, now marrying an Ethiopian woman, you can't just understand. And offers instruction from God. And you say, you are a man of God. Look at what you are doing. A baby Christian like me. And the God who is using him knows how fragile clay he is. Mm. He knows it very well. You are preaching. Wow. He says he knows our frame. He knows this very person that he's using. And then he says, he is faithful in all of my house. You are teaching. Christian surprises. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. yes. Great immunization is going so on. So you don't get surprised. So you don't get surprised. He says, he's faithful in all of my house. A man who is committing adultery. And then God still says, he's a man after my own heart. You will never call him a man after God's own heart. You will never call him that. He's a promiscuous man. You will say, they, they, they call themselves pastor. They call him a man of God. Man of God. Pastors without self-control. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. That is why the Bible teaches us that mm. in this walk, in this race, we not look unto man. He says, mm. looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. That mm. is the only way you can continue on. That you don't look at any man. You look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. We don't you have time to read the whole passage. But when you get it, time, read Matthew chapter, I think it's 23. Where Jesus was talking about the Pharisees and the things that they are not doing and so on and so forth. And he says, just do what they are saying. Don't look at what they are doing. Mm. And you need to understand this. Wow. There is no one, there is no one in the Bible that God has given us to look up to as an author and the finisher of our faith. Mm. No man. Mm. Bible. There's not one single man, not Isaiah, mm. not Elijah, not Elijah, mm. not Jeremiah, not Ezekiel, mm. not one man, no Moses, not Moses, mm. but there is one person, one person, and that one person is the only one that we are supposed to look on. In Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also 
are compassed about with so great a witness. We are all of us. Let's go to the King James. It says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. There are a large crowd of witnesses. There's Moses, there's Elijah, there's David, there's Paul, there's Peter, there's James. These, all these witnesses, they are around us. Bartholomew. But Bartholomew, all of them. He says we are, we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Not looking at these witnesses, they are there to encourage us. To say, go on, you can do it. We did it, you can do it. We are surrounded mm. by all of them. God has given us all these examples. Abraham, with all his loads, he's a one of them that made it. Noah, with his alcoholism, he's one of them that made it. Lot, he's one of them that made it. With all his daughters committing all kinds of sin with him. Looking on, you see, all these clouds of witnesses, they are around us. However, he says... When you are running the race, when you are running the race, all of these things are around you, but looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Author and the finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Despising the shame. Looking unto Jesus. No one else but Jesus. That you don't get surprises. By the behavior and the, and the, and the mistakes of man. Hmm. That can turn you off. He's the only high priest. The only high priest. No other priest in the Bible. No other priest. The only high priest whom the Bible says he was tempted at all points. Just like we are, yet without sin. The only high priest. Hmm. So you cannot look at him and be disappointed. If he's wow. your focus, you will never wow. be disappointed. Amen. Never experience a surprise. Amen. Many people leave churches because of pastors. The pastor, I heard the pastor did this. I heard the pastor did that. I heard this. And they leave the church. Mm. Amen. Amen. So we have someone to focus on that we do not get surprises by men. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus, he says he was tempted at all points, just like us. Every temptation, he was tempted, yet without sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't say, I'm not going to Church, because even the pastor didn't come. Hey. We're going for the meeting because even the pastor didn't come. You know, sometimes when we have like a three-day convention, you know, and, you know, sometimes the time comes, you know, very late and you are not able to organize things at your job and you're not, you're not able to get a day off, you know, and then maybe you come Friday and Saturday, nobody, they won't give you, so you don't show up on Friday, Saturday. Then the next day, nobody comes because even the pastor didn't come. On Saturday. True or not? Mm. It's true. true. 
Maybe the pastor didn't get a time off from work, but Jesus does not need a time off from work from anyone. He will show up. He will show up. So if he's the one that you are looking at, he will show up. He will, you will never say, I'm not coming because Jesus even didn't come. He will show up. He will come at the meeting. Perhaps the pastor was stuck in traffic and he's late and he come. And then when you come, you look around. Sometimes we, come, we have prayer meetings and people come. They look around. They look and they check and then where's the pastor? The pastor's car is not at the parking lot. They come inside for a while. They are, the few minutes they go out and look at the parking lot. Still the pastor's car is not there. And they pray and get into their car and they take off. True. You know things. True. So true. So true. Perhaps the pastor is stuck in traffic, but no traffic can prevent your savior from coming. No traffic yeah, can hold him yeah. up. He will definitely be there. So God says, looking unto Jesus, Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Look at him and come for the meeting. Look at him and come for the prayer meeting. He will never disappoint you. Nothing can stop him from coming. But the man that you are looking at, so many things can prevent him from coming. Even that will make you not show up. Is somebody understanding the word of God this evening? Yeah. Yes. You are preaching powerfully. I'm enjoying it. Being Your wife is a prison worship leader and she does some horrible thing at home. Don't say you call yourself a Christian. Look at what you're doing. And you come to church and she's leading prison worship. You are standing there very stiff. And then you are saying, at her. You know, nobody knows what she's doing. <laughs> and that you can't even worship. But if you were to lift your eyes onto Jesus and begin to sing to him. What a message. Because you're not singing to your wife. Singing to your God. You say, you everything. Looking onto Jesus. He says, ah. You call yourself a Christian. Look, you stand in front of the church and pretend to be an angel. I might as well stay home. I'm better off staying home. Hmm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Looking on to Jesus. You are married to a pastor and you have a misunderstanding and you say, I'm not coming to church. I'm not going. I'm not singing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming. I'm not going. You call yourself a pastor. <laughs> A man, a man, a man can stop you from serving you. Amen. Your focus must always be on Jesus. Your focus, no matter what is happening. You are preaching. Must always be on Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow Christ. Wow. Wow. Follow me as I follow Christ. The day you see that I'm not following Christ, then stop following me. Continue to follow your Christ. Mm. Uh, you are preaching. You are preaching. Your focus must be on Jesus. You will not be surprised. Many people get surprises after they get married. To <laughs> be mature, to understand that many Christians are perfect choices when they want to be married. You preaching? Many women are perfect choices. You can you can't even see who to choose from. They all are. Correct choices. Many men have correct choices. Multiple choice questions. When they ask Are you understanding what I'm saying with you? Yes. Always talking to you, 
promising you and all kinds of things. And as you are beloved dozing, every Friday, he will take you to dinner. Every Friday. This, Who is that? My nature is that Fridays I have to eat out. You know, I, hey. I mean, I can't eat at home on Friday. You know? you, are so you are so happy. <laughs> you know, ah, that's a man. That's a man. You know, and then as you are marrying, you are marrying with the hopes that every Friday we eat out. <laughs> so, man, I am married. And then well, you have been married five years now. <laughs> yes. The last thing you ate out was your wedding day. The, that meal you had outside. That's your last meal. That somebody <laughs> put on the table and brought a knife and everything to you. What a shock. And you are so surprised. <laughs> so surprised. And every day you are crying. You can't even pray. <laughs> you can't pray. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Teaching us properly. You are beloved, dosing a woman who says, you know, I don't like outside food. I like to cook home. I I, I just like home food. You know, I like because I I like to cook with organic this. I like to cook this. I like to cook that. This is amazing. (laughs) For 12 years, 12 years, you are the one doing the cooking. You are the one doing the cooking. Don't know that all the food she has been giving you, she has been warming it from boxes. Boxes. She goes and or sometimes she orders from some African restaurant. You say you like African food, she'll bring it to you. <laughs> now you are married. She cook for you. you. You are doing your own cooking if you want to eat the kind of food you want. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes, Christian surprises. And so if you are not mature to understand and separate this human nature from God, you will fall. You will fall. Don't get surprised and fall away. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17 verse 5, it says, Cursed be the man that trusted in man and maketh flesh his arm. Jeremiah 17 and 5. You don't make, you say, cursed be the man that trusted in man. To put your trust in man, you are cursed. You can't put your trust in man. And you can't put, you can't depend on man for, he says, and make it flesh of arm. And whose heart departed from him. You can't make man the flesh of arm to be your strength. To be your protector. Man whose arm is flesh cannot protect you. Because his heart can depart from the Lord anytime. And then why are you? Are you listening? Yes, right. Yeah. But it says, blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord. Jeremiah 17 and verse 7. Word to verse 7. He said, blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord. Whose hope is Lord. Whose hope the Lord is. The Lord is your hope. The Lord must be your hope. For he shall be as a tree. Are you listening? If your your hope is in the Lord. He says, for he shall be as a tree, the person whose hope is in the Lord, planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, 
when you trust in the Lord, when heat cometh, you will not even see. But when you trust in man and heat comes, you will know. Mm. You will mm. see that he will run. He will run away and leave you. You will burn. But it says when your trust is in the Lord, when heat cometh, you will not even know. Amen. And your leaves shall be green, even when there's heat. And shall not be careful in the year of drought. You will not worry when there's drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Because your trust is in the Lord. But when you trust in man, he can leave you. He can disappoint you. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't trust in man. Don't. The Bible is teaching us all these things so that the behavior of man will not be a surprise to you that you fall. Mm. You should never look upon like another Christian behavior and be shocked so much that you say, a Christian has done this. That's the end of my relationship with God. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Steve, you follow me as I follow Christ. The day I put the Bible aside and I'm teaching you something else, stop. Your fellow Christian borrowed money from you and left the church. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Somebody took money and took off. Took off. You call him, he doesn't even answer the phone. And he was in a church. You understand? That is why I don't encourage you borrowing money from one another. You know? So... When someone needs something from you, they want to borrow something from you or something, and you have it, just dash the person. Don't even bother. Reverend, do you think I should, you know, sign this um, loan for this person, for that person? Don't call me. Don't, don't bother. If you have, you want to, you have, you have 10,000 that you want to give to the person and you will not bother, you just give to the person. Mm. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Because you can fall by Christian surprises. You can fall by Christian surprises. You say, because of my sister Christian, oh, I can trust and do this. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Amen. It's Amen. the nature of man to lie. You understand? Mm. It is the nature of man. It is the nature. Man has a natural tendency towards lie. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Mm. I said man, and when I say man, I'm talking about women too. I hope you understand that. Oh, yes. <laughs> so humans, man and woman, they have a natural tendency to lie. Okay? They have a natural tendency to lie. However, as you get closer and closer to God, that tendency decreases. You understand? As you get closer and closer to God, the tendency to lie get, keeps decreasing. It keeps decreasing. And it's tapered down. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So you'll find all sorts of vices among Christians. All sorts of vices. Christians who lie. A Christian husband whose wife is in the church and wants to sleep with you, you will be surprised. True. He's a married Christian in the church. His wife is in the church and he wants to sleep with you. Mm. And he's a Christian. Do you understand? So when you see a behavior like that, and perhaps that person is also someone who is considered to be a form of a leader or a pastor or some of, some of that caliber or some of that sort. 
you understand? It can cause many to backslide. It can cause many to fall. So sometimes some people see someone who is close to the pastor and having a certain behavior, you know, and then they are, they are falling. They're getting disappointed. But they are real Christian behavior and God lights all of these things in the scriptures for us to see that people who are following God so closely, they can have a certain behavior. But he is so merciful. He is so merciful and he's so forgiving and he forgives and wipes away and he's still able to relate with people. Amen. Amen. Someone promised to marry you and they have disappointed you. Sometimes even the time that they are saying, I will marry you, you are the one I'll marry you. They are married already. Mm. They are married and they are just saying it. Let's go. Uh, oh, we are going to see the pastor. We are going to start counseling. We are going to do this. They are lying. They're never going to see the pastor. You say, when are we going to see the pastor? Let's pray about it. Next week, let's pray about it. Let's fast. I've received a vision. I've received, I've seen this in a dream. I've heard this. They are lying. Who is that? Who is that? I say it is the nature of man. Look, look at the scripture in Numbers. Numbers, Numbers chapter, Numbers 23. Numbers 23. Numbers 23 verse 19. Numbers 23 verse 19. Listen, it says, God is not a man that he should lie. What does that mean? Men lie. Men lie. If he does a man, he's a liar. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. If he's a man, he's a liar. And the Bible says God is not a man. God is not a man that he should lie. Men lie. The natural tendency of man is that they lie. When you say man, the next thing is lie. Mm. I hope you understand. Woman also. I'm not talking about only man. So the woman, the man with the woo. Woman, yeah. the natural tendency of the woman is a lie. Also. Lies, lies. So when you get married and you are so surprised, you are so surprised. Every day you look at certain behavior and say, hey, and you are so surprised. You know, there's a Christian, Christian behavior. So don't be surprised. Don't, don't be surprised and fall away. Don't be surprised and backslide. Don't be surprised by Christian behavior, by pastor's behavior, by leader's behavior. Don't be surprised. I am not surprised anymore. I am not surprised by any of your behavior. I mean, when I was a child, you know, certain behavior used to surprise me so much. Mm. Today, your behavior does not surprise me. When I see someone changing and becoming some way or someone doing certain things and someone saying certain things, I'm not surprised. I'm not, it can never change me because if I'm to be surprised, I will stop being a pastor. I will stop pastoring you mm. because you pastor people and they clap for you, they are happy, they come to you, they are doing, they're doing this, and they change. So how are you going to move on? You have to continue to move on and understand that it is a human nature and pray for the person. Just pray for the person that they come back. The ones who want to be pastored, then you continue pastoring them. 
Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But this, you know, you get so surprised. You know, some people feel very comfortable to do certain things because they see one person that is of certain caliber doing it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So don't be surprised. The Bible says we do not have an high priest who cannot be who, 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 who cannot be sympathized. He cannot sympathize. He's not unable to sympathize with our infirmities. We do not have an high priest who cannot be touched. He, can, he, 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 cannot, be, he, he cannot be associated. We, we don't have a high priest like that. Our high priest, he was tempted at all points, just as we are, yet without sin. And he is the only one that God has given us to look up to. He will never disappoint you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Put your hands together for the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful and thankful. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for revealing this truth to us. The sins that God so easily beset us, such as such disappointments. Lord, there are so many great people who have worked with you. So many. But Lord, you will find something in each one of them that makes them fall short. But you are so merciful. You are so merciful. You forgive us and we continue the work with you. Amen. We are surrounded. We are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. They are cheering us on. Amen. They are cheering us on. And they say they did it. They made it. Yes, they were tempted in this area, but they made it. They were tempted by this, but they made it. And Lord, in all of this race, you say there's one person that our focus should be on. With all the cheering up, with all the cloud of witnesses that surround us, our focus should be on Jesus, the author and the finisher. That we do not be surprised by human activities, by man's sins and man's faults and man's mistakes. We will never be surprised. We will never be surprised by the behavior and our activities of our pastors. When we hear that a pastor has fallen, when we hear that the pastor has disappointed someone, when we hear that the pastor has committed a certain sin, Lord, may we not receive such surprise and shock that we fall away from serving you. Help us, Lord, to understand that they are all vessels that are filled with your treasure. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to pray with anyone who is here who wants to give his life or her life to Christ. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. You are listening to us on our podcast. Wherever you are, you are listening to us. You want to give your life to Christ. I want to give you this opportunity. So I want you to say this prayer with me. Repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Please forgive me of my sins. 
Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. I come to you just as I am. I come to you just as I am. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I welcome you into my heart. I welcome you into my heart. I accept you as my savior. I accept you as my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Saving me tonight. Saving me tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sing, Shana. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you